So, the big question is this, how do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters. I hope you're doing well today inshallah. We are very blessed and honored to have a recording from world-renowned Mufti Shabazz who joined us in a, in a group gathering earlier on this week where he answered a lot of very common questions and misconceptions. This topic was about Ramadan, zakat, when to pay zakat, what is permissible. Now the benefits of having Mufti at your dispense or somebody close that is uh, near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has spent his life dedicated to learning this deen is that they can give you practical knowledge how to uh, physically fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is a very step-by-step process. With lots and lots of common questions that I'm sure we face or we will face in the future are just laid out simple and clear and you want to listen to this episode again the blessings of having such a knowledgeable person give up his time for us to answer these questions is subhanallah is just remarkable and i'm sure you'll gain a lot of blessings from this so i'm going to play the recording now it will go straight in there's no introduction it will go straight in and we're at the question and answer session and we are discussing zakat when is it permissible to give who to give it to, there's this word nafal, sadaqa, which means optional charity. So this is mentioned quite a lot, but I just give the definition of that. Nafal, sadaqa, optional charity. So just not to get confused with the terminology. So they should get a wage for their employment or for whatever the services they have provided. They should get a wage for that. Yes, now if that wage does not suffice uh, for their needs, and uh, they they need to be helped. Uh, they can be talked up with zakat and help with zakat funds. That's fine. But as a wage, we can't give them zakat. <coughs> Third Muslim on this page saying similarly, it is not sufficient for the discharging of zakat to purchase books and donate them to a madrasa or to purchase land and give it as a trust for some someone who, some humanitarian effort. So what's happening here is, again, we haven't made an individual an owner of these books. That's what it means. That's, that's what's necessary. We need to give a poor person the ownership of such books and such land. If that, is, if that happens, that's fine. But if it doesn't happen, then just buying books from Zagat money, giving to the poor people's madrasa, that's not sufficient. <coughs> it says that... Um, Zakat is also considered, huh, if we buy books and we make the poor person the owner of these books, look, these are the books for you to use, these are textbooks, you can use them, study, whatever, that's perfectly fine because we've made that poor person the owner of this. Uh, the 
fourth most I'm saying zakat is also considered unpaid if houses are made with the funds and those deserving of zakat are allowed to live in them rent free so we've got houses constructed from zakat money and the poor people we've told them that so we're not making them the owner in this scenario we're not making them the owner of it we tell them here live in them rent free so that's not sufficient for zakat being paid it will only be valid if they are given ownership of the property and you make them the owner of it look hold on this house we built out of zakat we're giving to you this is your house you're the owner of this khalas that's fine zakat will be paid <coughs> so tamlik it's called tamlik in arabic to be given possession and control over that's very important uh zakat money can't be cannot be given for the construction of hospitals their running costs or the salaries of staff we've already covered about the salaries uh the running costs of it because here there's no individual taking a zakat into the poor person taking zakat into the possession becoming the owner of it yeah however zakat money can be used to purchase medicines that would be given free to people deserving of zakat so people poor people medicines can be given to them there are uh, there are certain um, ways in which uh, you know their operation operational costs and so on can be covered yeah but uh, that inshallah i think we'll cover in one of the topics to come where it says payment of zakat through a third party so we'll cover that with inshallah some people accumulate zakat money and that of other wajib forms of sadaqah in order to use it to give azkar as a hasana interest free loan without a fixed term and then recuperate afterwards although a rewarding act zakat is not discharged in this way as long as the recipient is not given ownership of the money yeah so what's happening here in this scenario is we give us the card as a karza hasana so our zakat money we giving to a charity okay here you are take as a karza hasana use it as a loan basically um, use it and uh, after a few ten years um, you know you will return this amount back to me so that's not zakat being paid um, uh, for such we need to give from optional donations sadaqah nafli sadaqah and so on uh, because the, the zakat that we're giving here will be receiving the same amount back so that's why this this is not enough for zakat to be paid so keep to hear brothers inshallah if there's any questions feel free to ask we'll move on to the intention for zakat saying the intent this is very important every every single muscle that we've covered here i've been asked these questions before so it's very important to know of this and try to help those people who are unaware of these messiah <coughs> Since the intention of zakat is first for it to be considered discharged, one should at the time of giving to giving to a deserving poor person make the intention in the heart that I am giving zakat. So at the time of um, giving zakat, the intention should be there that I'm giving this as zakat. It is sufficient to make the intention in the heart. To say aloud is neither necessary nor better. So in your heart, your intention is I'm giving a zakat, or I'm separating the smoke from zakat. That's fine. If the intention of zakat was not in the heart, it will have not. It will have to be given again 
and the money given without intention will be considered as nafil sadaqa. So this has happened before. So some people have just given nafil sadaqa, and later on they they now planning to uh, make intention for zakat. Um, now can they make intention now or not? So this is coming up. If someone did not make the intention of zakat at the time of giving it to a deserving re recipient, then by making intention during any time that the recipient still possesses the given amount will suffice. So if the poor person who has been given to hasn't used up the, the sadaqah amount yet, still has it as it is, now this person has a chance to make an intention of converting that optional sadaqah to zakat amount if he wants to. And this will be, and if he does, then this will be discharged as his zakat. If, however, one makes intention after the recipient has been spent or disposed of the given wealth, then such intention has no consequence and the zakat will have to be paid again. The, person, the poor person has used up the nafli sadaqah. Now this person wants to make intention, or you know what, the amount that I gave one week ago, two weeks ago, uh, that's on behalf of my zakat, but that's too late now, you can't do that. So you have to give separate zakat, and that would be considered as a sadaqah. It is not necessary to inform the recipient that he is being, being given zakat. In fact, it is better not to mention it. So whoever you're giving it to, you know they're poor and needy, you don't have to mention to them that you're giving a zakat, you can mention as as a gift, and um, that's perfectly fine. And I think if someone set aside a certain amount, for example, 10 pounds, as long as in our heart, sorry, in the previous one, as long as in our heart we know that we're giving a zakat, that's enough. And whoever we are giving it to, it doesn't matter what we say to them, um, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be disclosed to them that it's of zakat money. And sometimes for close friends and family whom are very poor and needy and they are entitled to receive zakat after we've done our thorough checks and so on, um, it might, uh, you know, it would be good for us actually not to mention zakat because sometimes we mention zakat and they get upset as well. So to avoid any kind of upset feelings, then uh, if a person just gives it as a gift or whatever, that's fine. Or just as a hadiyah, that's fine. As long as at the time of discharging, we have the intention of zakat. Number four, they think if someone set aside a certain amount, for example, 10 pounds of his wealth with the intention of zakat, on the basis that when a deserving case is found, then it will be given to him. Then at the time of giving it to a deserving person, he forgot to make intention. His zakat would be considered discharged. So the person has a habit of, you know, putting some money to his side towards his zakat. That's fine. As long as the time when he's putting that money to the side, he had the intention of zakat, that's fine. Now, suddenly a poor person came and a good cause came and he's got, hold on, hold on. That's, uh, that's my, um, that's, my, that's the container I keep my zakat money and let me go and give them. But then now he didn't make intention. He forgot to make intention now that I'm giving this off to zakat. That's fine because initially, uh, when he separated this money from his remaining money, his intention then was, this is the God when you're keeping aside, that's perfectly fine, and that intention, initial intention will suffice now, and this will be considered as discharged on behalf of his God. If he had not set the money aside with the intention of the God, 
it would not have been discharged. So you're just putting money to the side, as Sadaqah or something. Now that's not going to be classified as Zakat. But yes, at the time of giving, if he changes intention, goes to hold on. Before I was just putting it to side for any charitable cause, but now I'm making intention on behalf of my zakat. This is fine now as well. In other words, the intention for zakat is valid both when setting aside zakat funds and at the actual time of handing it over to the needy. If the intention was not made at either of these times, then zakat will not be considered as paid. Number five. A loan was requested by a person who is either known to be so poor that he will never be able to repay it, or who has a habit of not repaying. If he is given zakat money under the pretext of a loan with the intention of zakat, then the zakat is discharged, even though the recipient is under the impression that he has been given a loan. Okay, so the person, he's asking for a loan. He's a very poor person, he's asking for a loan. But they know that everyone knows who's donating towards him or helping him that he's so poor he won't be able to return the money. Um, or he's known not to return the money just because of his financial circumstances. Not that he doesn't want to, but he just can't. And this person is giving zakat to such a person, him thinking that he has, uh, he's been loaned the money. But... Um, this person's actually made intention on giving us the card, and that's perfectly fine. Number six, if someone was given uh, some, but remember, remember this who we are giving to, are they actually entitled to receive the card or not? That's very important. Uh, we'll cover this under another session, inshallah, which is to come. Uh, but just hinting towards that, that's very important to do that research beforehand. Number six, if someone was given something as a prize with the giver having made the intention of zakat then the zakat will be discharged similar is the case if zakat is given as an eat present or a gift to a poor person or his child, child or his children even though the recipient thinks that he has been given a gift this method is actually preferred when giving zakat to friends and family so that they do not feel any embarrassment in accepting okay so alhamdulillah there you are, you go, there's some poor people, you're giving them gifts, they're thinking as a Eid gift that you're giving them, but in reality you're discharging your zakat, that's perfectly fine, alhamdulillah. Number seven, if a person, if a poor person owes you £10, and the zakat you need to pay is also £10 or more, and you waive the debt with the intention of discharging your zakat, it will not be considered discharged. Yeah, this poor person already owed you ten pounds before, and you're thinking, look, hold on, um, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll waive the debt with the intention of discharging my zakat. I won't claim this back. I won't take this back from him. I don't consider that that's as if my zakat's given him. This, that's not acceptable on behalf of zakat because why the initial time when we made the intention to give it to him then we gave it as a loan it wasn't as the cut then that's why now waiving it on uh, on the behalf of debt that will be um trying to waive the debt with the intention of the cut now will not be sufficient if however you give him 10 pound with the intention of the cut then it will be discharged and the same 10 pound can then be reclaimed from him as a repayment of your loan. So initially we've loaned this person £10. He's used it fair enough. 
now he's in need of money so we give him 10 pound as uh, from zakat money you are brother this is yours now if he uses that same 10 pound to return our previous loan that's perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with that Uh, just remembering uh, a, a, a scenario based on this, just uh, someone asked last year, um, was that uh, the landlord, uh, the, the tenants for this landlord were extremely poor. So they were eligible to receive zakat money. They were eligible to receive zakat money. Um, they didn't have, they were so poor, they didn't have enough money to pay the rental towards the house. Uh, for the landlord. So the question came that can the landlord help these people with zakat money? Which, um, so basically he discharges his zakat uh, by giving that to them. And then now them, they use that money after taking possession on it and bringing it to the control. They use it to, you know, pay off the rental. So it's going back to the same person, but it's going in a different form. Now this person gave it to them uh, and they gave it to them in the possession as poor people. You take you take this into your possession, they're taken to the possession, they become the owner of it. Now they fully uh, have the right to whether they use it on their needs, uh, on the food, on the clothing, or use it towards the rental. So now if they decide to use it towards the rental and they just pay, pay off to the landlord, it's perfectly fine. The cat's been discharged. I hope this is clear, inshallah. Um, inshallah well, next week, inshallah, we want to go on to the topic of payment of the cat through a third party. So this happens quite a lot. We, we living here sometimes, we entrust someone uh, with our zakat money, um, with our donations, that they will give it to the poor and needy because uh, we can't make it there ourselves. Um, so then what's the rulings uh, through a third party um, of zakat? So that's important. We'll move on to that. And then after that is to whom is it permissible to give zakat? And these are the training of some topics that are coming up, very important ones, inshallah. May Allah give us the true ability to understand these, inshallah. Sheikh Ahmed, mashallah. Assalamu alaikum. One quick question on that. Is zakat paid once a year or multiple times throughout the year? Yes, Sheikh Ahmed, this is a very important question. Once a year, it becomes first upon a person to pay, pay zakat, okay? So basically, um, uh, um, so there, there's, a, there's a minimum threshold that a person should have in his savings on, or in his investments or as his stock or in, as gold and silver. There's, there's, there's a minimum threshold. If a person has that in his possession, the um, minimum or beyond in his threshold, in his possession for a year, then zakat now becomes necessary um, okay. to be discharged after the passing of a year. Now, whether a person discharges it in one go, he calculates it all and he goes, look, here we are. Or a person wants to give uh, bit by bit um, over a few months, uh, to different different causes, uh, zakatable causes that can be done as well. Uh, but um, a person shouldn't try to delay in this because life and death is not guaranteed. Mm. So in this case, when he's trying to 
given installments over the months, he should have it written in his will on the side that, look, uh, for this year's zakat, it worked out to be 700 pounds. I've given 300 of it, I've got 400 remaining, and like, can update it on a monthly basis as he's paying it. Okay, thank you very much. And a further question on the landlord example. If the, the landlord has to give the physical money to the tenants. He can't just say, you know, next month's rent is zakat and there's no money transferred. There has to be physical money in the possession of the, yes. the tenant. has to be. That's right, that's right. Ah, so we've, uh, you, may, you may remember, uh, I think in one of the muslas before this, there was a scenario in which, um, you know, he was just uh, trying to, uh, you know, he was just trying to pay the debt off and all that. You yes. can't do that. Ah. You have to give it in their physical possession. Mm. Uh, once it goes into the physical possession, now they have the full authority and the power to use that money how they deem right, okay, mm. wherever they need that. Now, if they decide themselves, okay, we'll use this to pay off the rental, that's fine. And when is the yearly, thank you for answering, when is the yearly zakat due? Is it like Ramadan? Is it a certain date? Is it Eid? Yeah, very good question, Ben Ahmed. Again, on this one is... Um, <clears throat> Uh, every individual people have this we started off our session uh, I think one or two weeks ago I think last week it was here we started off with this as well saying that people have got this misconception that zakat is tied with Ramadan but that's wrong yeah um, they, this is misconception or uh, Ramadan you give zakat but that's totally wrong ramadan is ramadan you know that's a separate uh, you know compulsory act from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's separate ibadah which is necessary zakat is the first of his own people say all right well you know reason why i give in zakat is uh, zakat in ramadan is multiplied but that reward of being multiplied yeah that reward of being multiplied in ramadan is for general donations general general sadaqah general donations charity that's the reward which is multiplied. It's got nothing to do with his God. For for me, if my zakat became first upon me five months ago, I'm being wrong by delaying it unnecessarily. You get me? Mm. Uh, not having it written up on the side as well. My kids will think, oh, that's part of inheritance. And if I pass away in that time, and they'll just hear away on it. And that here, here I am to Allah subhanahu wa answerable for the unpaid zakat. Mm. So zakat, when does it become first? Everyone's start date will be different. So basically, after the age of maturity, uh, whenever, whenever was the first time we got in our possession, uh, approximately it, it changes with the with the with the value of silver. So you're talking six hundred twelve or six hundred thirteen grams of silver worth, right? What's that worth today? Okay. So the worth of each gram of silver changes day by day okay uh, but roughly we're talking about within the range of 200 pound 250 pounds this year yeah yeah so so when when was the first time after i reached the age of maturity when i had 200 to 250 pounds of my own right in my savings uh in my possession and that remained in my possession it either grew up grew or it came down, but it didn't went to it didn't go to zero. But then again, at that same date, by the end of the year, it was back up to two hundred fifty or beyond. Now that date from the date when it came into my possession, that two hundred pound or two hundred fifty pound, that is now my start date every single year. Mm. 
Wow. So every person's situation is different. You see, <laughs> it's not going to be a unanimous thing. You get me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so someone, someone might be in the month of Hajj, they might be in Hijjah. Some people might be in Muharram. Some people might be in Shawwal. Some might be in Ramadan. It depends on whenever they became uh, owners of such amount of money. Wow, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. No, thank you for explaining that so clearly. I'm sure it's a benefit to everybody listening. That is, you've explained that so beautifully, mashallah. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. I hope you guys enjoyed that, mashallah. That was full of knowledge and so beneficial. A few points I took away here were zakat. For zakat to be permissible, the money or the belonging has to become under the ownership or the control of the, of that person is not like it's, it's debt and then you just say okay I'm going to wipe off your debt and that's your zakat no because the intention wasn't there in the first place you give that person a loan with the intention of bringing it back uh, and then just to say to that person here you go that's your zakat yeah so you can't write off debt because that didn't belong to the person you didn't give them the ownership of it a good example again was the the landlord giving somebody a property and then rent free. Well, giving them the property and rent free, they neither own the money nor do they own the property. So therefore, uh, that's not permissible. Um, it's very, very important actually because a lot of these times we give with without the right intention and then we want to switch the intention, but the money's already gone and we switched the intention and that also isn't uh, permissible. There's so, so many good points and I will we'll be using this as a reference and going back to it many a times. Um, another very good point was when do we start paying our zakat and everybody wishes to wait until Ramadan. However, that's not correct. We should, our start date is different from everyone else's. It's subject to when you were uh, of a mature age and had enough money um, to be eligible to start paying zakat. So everyone's time is different. And we should calculate this date and, and stick to it because Ramadan moves throughout the whole year. So if everyone just jumps on the same month as Ramadan, well, who is supporting the zakat causes throughout the rest of the year? So we should calculate the date or stick to a date. For example, myself, I use my, my son's uh, birth date. Uh, it's a, it stays the same every year and I'm going to remember it. And it's also a, a day I'm very... Uh, I remember the blessing of Allah, which is through a child. I remember that day every single year, and it, for me, it's very simple to to stick to that day. And we should all do the same, inshallah. Um, pick a date that's important to you, stick to it, and don't just go around with the seasons uh, like Ramadan does. That's not the correct way to do it. So, inshallah, you've gained a lot of benefit, and we will speak on the, the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.